Dear listeners, Sai Ram. Welcome to our radio series, Afternoon Satsang. This is a discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics. Every Thursday on Asia's stream of Radio Sai Global Harmony, you can enjoy this live conversation. It's from 12.30pm to 2pm Indian Standard Time. Today's episode was first featured as part of Thursday Live on April 11th, 2013. Om Shri Sai Ram, you are listening to Radio Sai Global Harmony and as always, this is Prem from Team Radio Sai signing in from our studios in Prashantinilyam and welcoming all our listeners to this week's afternoon satsang every week i'm joined by brother arvind to host this afternoon satsang but today i have the pleasure of having with me a senior colleague a senior at college and also a dear brother of mine brother sai prakash one of the senior most members of the radio sai team not senior by age but by experience he's been one of the earliest members of the radio sai team and it's my pleasure to Welcome him on behalf of our regular afternoon satsang listeners. Brother Sai Prakash, a very, very warm welcome to the afternoon satsang. Thank you, Prem. It's been a rather surprise for me that I'm participating in this satsang today. Let me see if I match up to Arvind because the <laughs> listeners are used to listening to Arvind. But I think uh, as we were discussing earlier, the topic we have chosen is something which I have lived through and which has been a part of my life. So like thousands of students who have passed out from Swami's institutions. Possibly you would like to introduce the topic. Yeah, definitely. But before that, I take the privilege of offering our most humble and loving pranams at Bhagwan's lotus feet. And we pray that as always, as He does every day and every Thursday, He speaks through us. Maybe just be mediums through which He conveys His redeeming message to all our listeners and to us too, because we are the first listeners of what we speak, as Swami would say. It's wonderful to have somebody like Sai Prakash in our studios for this discussion, dear listeners, because even among students, there are some who are specially privileged, whom Swami used to mention as from KG to PG. That is, they start their journey with Swami in Swami's educational institutions in a very tender age for their kindergarten or for their primary school. And they go on to finish even their postgraduate studies. And among them, even fewer are those who continue to serve Swami in Prashantinilam. I'm sure Swami students are serving Swami in their own way, wherever they are. But few have been given the opportunity to be in His physical presence and to serve Him. And Sai Prakash is one of those fortunate. So having somebody like Sai Prakash, the discussion for today, as we have named it, is living with Bhagwan is true education. And that was the speciality of being a student of Swami. Sai Prakash, you've been a student of Swami ever since you've been a student. Yeah, that's that true. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's not 100% right in the sense because I did study in St. Mary's School okay. uh, way back uh, in uh, Andhra, in Kotogadam, where my parents were right. at that time. That was LKG and UKG because uh, Swami's school starts from class 1. But possibly the time from which I can remember being a student, I was in Swami's school. Firstly, I would really like to offer my gratitude to my parents because we really take no credit for joining Swami's school in class one. It's purely their devotion to Swami Absolutely. Uh, because of which they put us in Swami's school. 
and it is again swami's benevolence and swami's mercy and his compassion because of which we could join in fact in my case there is a very interesting story 1983 i was 4 years mm-hmm. my sister was already studying in swami school in uti at that okay. time and uh, they decided they would like to put me in swami's primary school mm-hmm. and i uh, did quite well in the entrance and all that but i didn't get selected later we realized that my grandmother who was there she was praying to swami that i should take one year extra to join in because at that time my health was not really good and she said i have nothing against putting you in swami's school but let him get all right let him get healthy and then we can put him in swami school so that's how i didn't get in the first year but possibly i was really inspired and praying to swami in my own little way to allow me to join class 1 and swami gave the perfect opportunity i would just like to narrate a small incident just before the entrance exam in 1984 1984 is really early because i think <laughs> swami's primary school in prashantilam was inaugurated in 1981 so yeah yeah so possibly we are the, the third, third batch, batch. <laughs> that really sense shivers because i never realized that right so 1984 it was you know the nice cricket ground that we see today right. was not there at that time possibly it was just a dry land like most of puttaparthi was in fact that's very interesting because at that time puttaparthi was so dry i get those images in my mind and the entire hill was so bare and barren with just rocks over the years how it has become so green right One even now if you drive towards prashantinilam you can see that change in landscape exactly where exactly. closer to prathi it gets greener and greener and uh, very frankly it's not by accident that such things have happened because swami has put conscious effort right and swami has made his devotees put conscious effort in making puttaparthi green these are certain things which tend to be overlooked but we heard from some of the old devotees that swami would stand there outside the mandir and make sure they go and water the coconut <laughs> plants <laughs> some of them would say swami back is paining he would not listen to an excuse and they had to do it and literally swami did that and uh, we read in some of the letters swami had written that why don't you get some saplings anyway coming back to the point at that time the hillview stadium was just a barren land with lot of thorny shrubs and a lot of irregularities on the ground and i think there was a balvikas rally that was coming up in 1984 okay. possibly in uh, month of november so swami was taking an active interest in trying to get the ground leveled mm-hmm. so there were sevadals and as i remember even the students there was actually a dual ground right one yeah, at yeah. the lower level one and then the, the, what is now the football ground was a little higher higher exactly right. there were two levels later when i joined studio i really saw some of the video clips of swami visiting that and us but uh, that uh, was a very memorable thing for me because i came there as a sevadal from tamil nadu okay. basically i think my uncle or somebody right. was doing seva there in clearing the ground and i was along with him so i didn't realize that uh, swami would visit the ground and uh, swami's car was there suddenly immediately as soon as swami's car came alongside the road there were two lines okay swami got down from the car and he was distributing apples on either side now it was my misfortune that i was stuck on the other side of the line okay and uh, i was trying to push myself in in the line and uh, i didn't get a chance because everybody was standing very close to each other and swami was giving apples on this side and that side and i was wondering swami how am i going to catch you but the line soon ended and there i just came in and stood there at the end of the line and swami came and gave a very beautiful smile and it came from within i said swami please give me an opportunity to join in your school okay. swami said oh you want to join in swami school 
వెరీ గుడ్ చాలా సంతోషం చాలా సంతోషం అండ్ హీ గేమ్ ఈ నాపల్ యాజ్ వెల్ సో ఐ థింక్ దట్ వాస్ హిస్ డివైన్ గ్రేస్ అండ్ దట్స్ హౌ ఐ యాక్చువల్లీ జాయిన్ ప్రైమరీ స్కూల్ really beautiful footage of those days when some used to go around yeah. distributing yeah, apples yeah actually it's all taken by prabhakar sir right. you know from the maths department there is a shot of swami actually catching those apples and throwing it to the people right. and to the students and to the elders were there and you can see that mischievous laugh on swami's smile when somebody drops the apple because <laughs> <laughs> there is actually a shot of swami karunananda trying to catch the apple and swami is making a lot of fun he says you don't know how to catch it Yeah, but know. what uh, one thing which was really spectacular was uh, the way Swami was throwing it. It would directly reach to the hands of. Yeah, actually, I don't remember a scene. You know, when I was an undergraduate in Brindavan, that was the time when the hospital in Bangalore was coming up, the super specialty hospital. And one particular day, Swami used to come on the first floor of Trai Brindavan after the Arti was over. When the in those days it was Loka Samastha was being chanted, and that day when Swami came up. as you said that mischievous smile and all of us True. were you know <laughs> expecting something to happen and hmm. swami came there and swami said where are the hospital boys okay so immediately we all just moved a step back and these hospital boys stepped in so okay. there was a inner circle where these boys were standing and we all just parted away and you can see swami is standing straight with his hands behind okay and swami has have all the hospital boys come mm-hmm. and suddenly from nowhere we saw camera just coming <laughs> okay there's a high there's a, balcony yeah, there's and there's a high uh, railing uh, kind railing, of thing yeah, yeah. so swami's hand there was no movement and yeah. suddenly we saw an arch and a camera coming <laughs> amazing <laughs> and all through swami through all the cameras without even lifting his hand oh, like keeping it under amazing. the parapet wall and throwing that way that's great so that footage you know actually seeing swami throwing those apples and all kind of nostalgic of course not that i remember anything else from that day when i asked swami whether i can join his school but the whole memory of that is so sweet so that's how i happened to join primary school and you know even the footage which we have the students are surprisingly dressed in khaki khaki dress yes that's true not in white possibly swami would have given them right and i remember you know we have an alumnus by name uh, ragunandan yes who is a chartered accountant now he was recollecting maybe it's the same year because he was in the school that time one day swami called all of them and said boys tomorrow onwards no darshan for you oh. okay don't <laughs> come to mandir for darshan okay. they all felt really sad and swami is telling them this and then swami said see there is a rally which is going to be there in the hillview stadium okay the stadium has to be leveled yes you know so all of you shall go there instead of coming here after school and college you would go there and start the leveling work so they said okay swami wants this to be done then at the cost of darshan you don't have a choice <laughs> okay. because the hmm. ultimate idea is to make swami happy with whatever you do so he said then it turned out that this was even better than coming for darshan <laughs> because, <laughs> because swami would go right, there <laughs> because badly would they break a stone okay. and they would see swami driving into the stadium oh, swami lovely. would yeah. you know a namesake darshan in the mandir and swami would come off to the hillview stadium correct So he was saying that it used to happen every day Swami would come and distribute these apples and all one day Swami had brought along with him a politician who had come for Swami's darshan mm-hmm. so you know those days anybody who comes Swami would bring them to the primary school Swami would bring them to the labs in the university correct so he said my boys are working there come we'll go and see them mm-hmm. okay so got this person Swami uh, brought him in his car and in those days where you had this vidyagiri arch i'm sure you will have very vivid images of that you could see the ground from the vidyagiri arch very itself. true very true because there were no trees there were no there trees, were no trees. And beyond primary school there were no buildings exactly exactly so you know swami entered through that vidyagiri arch and swami pointed out and see see do you see the ground there do you see my boys working there okay okay and this politician was seeing mm. and the moment swami entered the compound of the stadium okay the message spread 
that Swami's car has come. Somebody had sighted Swami's car and mm-hmm. there was a shout and it, you know, it passed around to the whole group. Mm-hmm. And everybody threw, the, you know, the spades and the, <laughs> <laughs> and the equipment which they were using. They threw everything. They all started running towards the car and they formed the path and and Swami got down and Swami told something very, very beautiful. You know, he looked at uh-huh. the politician and made this very, very profound, but at mm. the same time, very jestful remark. And Swami said, see the difference between work in your place and work in my place. Swami told him, you know. Mm-hmm. And Swami said, see, in your offices, the whole day they don't do any work. <laughs> but the moment they see you, they start doing work. Okay. <laughs> he said, see, my boys, mm. they work so hard when I'm not there. The moment mm. they see me, they throw everything and come to wow. me. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. Well, that speaks volumes of, I mean, it's the divine attraction. And uh, that scene is so vivid in my imagination and my memory. Because it has happened so many times. You are sitting and having food in the dining hall. Suddenly they say, Swami is coming and plates, tumblers go <laughs> flying in the dining hall. Everybody rushes to the gate to see Swami returning from Vrindavan or so. But just to digress a little bit, there is something which came to my mind which is very sweet. Especially when Swami comes back from Vrindavan. Okay. Those days there was no security jeep in front of right. Swami's car and there was nothing to announce Swami's arrival. And sometimes he would come back around 6.30, 7.30 at night. And we would never know. Because any two lights shining in the horizon, we all would run to the road and see <laughs> it's not Swami's car. But you know, Sai Gita was living right opposite the hostel at that time. And after a couple of uh, visits uh, this way, we realized, let us concentrate on Sai Gita. <laughs> because she had no cell phone, she had no uh, wireless communication, and she had no police uh, talk back, nothing. But she knew exactly when Swami's car would come. She would be calmly seated or standing in her shed. The moment she would start moving towards the gate, we knew that would be Swami's car. That heart-to-heart connection with Sai Gita had with Swami was amazing. So, when Swami would come back from Vrindavan, she would just start coming to the road and seeing her, we would go to the road. <laughs> and sure enough, that would be Swami. And it's such a beautiful thing that Swami had placed Sai Gita right opposite the you know boys' hostel in those days. I think... They couldn't have been a better example than her in devotion. Coming back to the topic, living with God is true education. I mean, everything is an education. Everything is an education. I remember Swami telling sometimes, you drink Sai Gita's urine, you will get some (laughs) bhakti, some devotion. I mean, her devotion is really amazing. And education is not something confined to the school and institute. Living with God is really education. So, that's how I joined primary school. And I'm sure all the students would have their own stories and so many of them would have... Especially on the first day. You know, thinking about it now, there is something very small and very simple that happened on the first day of my joining primary school. But it's so clear in my mind because when I think of it now, it's a lesson for a lifetime in a different sense. Because, you see, we were there and there was a lot of crying. And of course, at five, we really miss our parents. And not necessarily the class one, even the class two, class three children. All of them were crying to leave their parents and all that was going on. The first dinner at primary school, suddenly the power went off. Mm -hmm. So we all were seated there. At that time, about 400 or 450 students. And pitch dark. And pitch dark. (laughs) And um, before we as children realized that you know it's really pitch dark and before we could start panicking the seniors and the elders as was the practice started singing a song which went like Sai Ram Sai Ram Sai Ram It was just Sai Ram 
and in an instant the whole dining hall was so calm and there was this song going on those who knew it sang mm. and now when i think of it it just uh, kind of tells me that whenever you have a problem just chant his name and that is something which very unconsciously got into our system just in the first day of joining primary school that's the power of what you absorb when you are small generally when you are young you absorb a few things which stay with you all through your life and this was one very beautiful thing that and happened and that's really one of these beautiful things when we were students we used to have the opportunity to interact with some of these primary school children during the vacation some of them used to come and stay back yeah. for swami's darshan what really attracted us was how swami was part of their life in play in prayer in work in everything very true very true i have uh, had the experience that these children will come and sit next to you they might have a small toy with them mm-hmm. and the way they play also will be like that this is swami's car swami oh, sitting inside okay. <laughs> okay and this is our primary school swami is yeah. coming inside yeah it used to be so beautiful i mean at their age maybe they don't realize how fortunate they are that you know swami has become so true. much a part of their life and i remember one summer vacation one primary school boy swami asked him what do you want to become mm-hmm. when you grow up what do you want to become he told swami that swami i want to be a pilot mm-hmm. okay and swami blessed him and walked away then we called him and he said why pilot you know mm-hmm. what gave you the idea that being a pilot is very nice mm-hmm. you know he said see now swami is 75 years old mm-hmm. that time swami was 75 mm-hmm. he said by the time i grow up and become old mm-hmm. swami also would have become old okay so that time swami cannot travel in a car wow okay from place to place so i want to be a pilot so i can pilot swami around amazing amazing <laughs> I think it's just the atmosphere of the school the teachers undoubtedly the teachers I mean it's really such a challenge for children at 5 to leave their parents and stay with a group of other children the teachers have to take the place of mothers in which other school you see the principal of the school coming making sure you brush your teeth <laughs> putting oil giving you bath putting vibhuti for you every day especially on morning darshan days she is there right from morning taking care that every student is groomed well because we are going for darshan these were things which we took for granted at that time but the more and more we think of it's just amazing to find such an atmosphere which is built due to the dedication of the people around there exactly and you know the thing which swami says that your devotion to swami will reflect in the perfection of your actions exactly i think that is what showed in all these teachers you know the primary school teachers and the school and university teachers because what they were doing for us was out of their love for swami actually this is what swami actually told in kodaikanal when we were there he said you know the students who study from primary school in my school they are my students my children and he said they are like fresh tender plankton leaves in which you have pancha baksha paramanam Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the word he used was it's like a fresh plantain leaf in which all sorts of delicious items are served and if you offer it to god then your life is sanctified so he said offering your childhood and your youth to god is like offering a fresh plantain leaf served with all the delicious items but in many cases unfortunately what he said is you lead your life then you go you retire and then you finally think of god he said it's like a leaf on which all the food is eaten by different people and what is remaining the leaf is torn and it's all disturbed and that time you are trying to offer it to god so he said children who have come to me from primary school they are like fresh plantain leaves that was something i wouldn't say we claim we are <laughs> but that is what we should become that's the beauty of coming to swami in such a young age right see uh, unconsciously 
it gets into you and the transition of trying to know who swami is trying to understand who swami is is something so unique with each and every person each and every person has his own direct experiences with swami so that speaks for them and it stands with them through their life and right now swami is not physically with us but i'm sure it's continuing everybody if they want it if they are seriously asking for it swami is responding to them i'm sure the students would be having fantastic experiences even now i'm sure and we just hope that one day we will get to document those things too because as you said you know even when swami was there a good amount of those experiences were happening with swami's omnipresence true very true there were only you know a section of them of course swami interacted with so many people and that itself is something which is so awe inspiring that how one person could physically touch so many lives even discounting that fact mm-hmm. even when swami was there there were a number of people whom swami touched in a very subtle level and i think all through that was what swami was trying to do swami was standing in front of us mm-hmm. as divinity so that you know you would love him so much and you would desire for him so much See, that you discover point. him inside See, according to me the greatest blessing that we have is swami has stood and kept himself as the fulfillment of all goodness i mean your teachers would tell you know be truthful be good be loving don't fight in the school level and when you followed those swami would show you that he is happy with you for following right. that so the reward for action was available <laughs> as a physical gesture from swami as a physical pat as a physical word and uh, now when you look at it we are looking to swami who is within us yes his physical form is not here but when we do something good we know that ah swami will be happy with this he would always say thoughts you cannot control thoughts are passing clouds they come and go come and go you cannot control but actions you can control before you perform any action think will swami like this or not so simple <laughs> will swami like this or not if you think swami will like it then go ahead and perform it if you think swami will not like it then don't do it so simple <laughs> but so profound it's really that's the case you know the other day uh, i had the opportunity to speak to a primary school teacher and she was sharing this you know the two children were fighting and as all happens with little children i think they started calling each other names mm-hmm. saying pig and donkey and all that okay so one of these kids came and complained to the teacher saying that he's calling me names like this the teacher just wanted to know why aren't you calling names back uh-huh. why aren't you calling him the same names he's calling mm-hmm. he said no uh, auntie that's not right mm-hmm. swami doesn't like it Okay. <laughs> He's doing a mistake. I cannot do the same mistake and displease Swami. Amazing. Amazing. And these happen without any effort. Exactly. It is not like that boy has been uh, trained or taught to do this. It is That's true. Many people have uh, an uh, impression that everything about how we should speak, what we should do is taught and spoon-fed in primary school. But really it's not that way. It's the entire environment that is there that inspires such feelings in uh, children. speaking of that this kind of attitude or this kind of a conviction that every act i am doing is a dedication to swami if you think of it differently that's what the bhagavad gita taught us right see bhagavad gita in its 700 shlokas swami says mama dharma and uh, swami taught it to us in such simple and beautiful way by the way when we were in primary school swami was very very insistent and he would love listening to bhagavad gita chants in fact now the students uh, who are there they learn vedam but right. when we were in primary a core group of boys 
and girls they would learn vedam okay. and it was not compulsory for the entire school okay. at that time but swami wanted to hear the entire school chanting bhagavad gita mm-hmm. that was something which he loved and I mean the entire bhagavad gita you would no think. not the entire bhagavad gita we were taught chapter 12 that okay. is bhakti yoga and chapter 2 from a particular point where it speaks about sthita pragnya oh. and the characteristics of sthita pragnya and even now i know it by heart chapter 12 and few shlokas from chapter 2 from 54th shloka of chapter 2 or something that bhagavad gita chanting i mean now it has become part of us chapter 12 says who is the one who is dear to me a devotee with this characteristics a devotee right. with this char- yomad bhakta samay priya yomad bhakta samay priya yasmano dujite loko lokano dujite so each shloka is so beautiful and then if we just have to follow that we know we are dear to swami so every act of ours will swami like it or not every word of ours will swami like it or not and then he taught us the bhagavad gita by which you can fall back and then try to practice that and get close to him really and i think some point you would look back and say why only the second chapter and why only this chapter exactly and it will really strike you like what swami exactly wants out of us in any situation and talking about this tata pragna there is something very dear to swami swami would always say the sign of a devotee is one who is unperturbed in fact that's what he has mentioned in his letter to his brother Seshim right. Raju he says i have my own definition of a devotee absolutely one who is not elated with joy and i don't right. know the exact words but it comes to the same effect that is i would say the minimum swami can expect from us if at all he has any expectations beautiful there is lot more to speak about and i'm sure we will have lovely incidents to narrate some of the points which you have made sir prakash i think uh, before that before we bore too much our listeners <laughs> let's take a short break sure will, uh, sure that would be really welcome i'll play a little song is talking about primary school i'm going to play a primary school uh, sports meet song okay okay so at the end of it we'll continue this fantastic really beautiful discussion we're having Oh, Zai 
Dear listeners, you're with me, Prem from Team Radio Sai, and with me is Sai Prakash, and we are talking about the most beautiful days of his life. And I think it's beautiful even to listen about it. And he's taking us back to his wonderful primary school days and the lovely lessons that Swami taught all of them. Sai Prakash, you made a statement that Swami actually was there as a reward for. True. your efforts very true so i think would you like to narrate some nice incident yes in fact i would like to because this is something which inspires me even today when i think of it mm-hmm. those days as was swami's regular practice before the discourse swami would have a group of students chanting vedam and as i mentioned earlier it was not compulsory for all the students at that time right. when we were studying so a core group of boys who were actually learning vedam and uh, i happened to be in that group because when i joined class 1 i already knew a little bit of vedam and shlokas and all that so i happened to be in that group and from the time i joined that would be possibly in june okay uh, till about october when dashara comes i had managed to learn durga suktam okay the whole focus was durga suktam is what will be chanted for dashara and i would really like to be a part of the vedam group mm-hmm. at that time and so i don't remember how i did it but i must have pestered the vedam teacher and somehow <laughs> learned durga suktam at that time 
that scene is so clear in my mind it's just above the staircase in primary school as we enter the e dormitory there there is a small pathway there and uh, all the vedam boys were told to stand there okay so they were saying yes we are going to chant durga suktam so you can participate in mm-hmm. and i was absolutely thrilled and we were chanting then suddenly there was a discussion and a teacher came and said no no we are not going to chant durga suktam we are going to chant mantra pushpam okay and for a second my heart stopped beating and i said oh my god now i don't know mantra pushpam and i won't be a part of the vedam group and she saw the pain and sadness that i had on my face but she said don't worry you're just in class 1 <laughs> you know you have another 6 years to go don't worry you'll get other occasions other opportunities i said okay okay and i just moved away you know i came running to our class 1 and there was a very beautiful photo of swami where he's sitting on the ground with cross like i don't know where that photo was taken possibly in delhi or shimla sometime so that photo was hung above the blackboard i just came running into class 1 and closed the door and latched it from inside and i sat there looking at swami and uh, literally weeping mm-hmm. i said swami see i wanted to really be part of this vedam group and that's why i learned this durga suktam now suddenly this thing has been changed it must have just been about 5 to 6 minutes i was just praying suddenly there was a knock on the door and <laughs> i was a bit uh, taken aback because i thought somebody is going to take me to task for locking the room mm-hmm. and all that so when i came that vedam teacher was so happy she came and said no no we are going to chant durga suktam again <laughs> so you are back in the team it was such a small incident at that time but i realized that prayer how it immediately touches swami's heart that day was so special for me because that evening when we went for those who remember how punichandra hall stage was earlier right. there was a set of center steps only swami would use the steps to climb up and climb down mm-hmm. and we had to actually come from the side where the devi puja is done doing the so we had to come up from that side and i didn't know any of that and i was the first one because i was in class when i was the shortest after the vedam chanting so i went and swami gave me a nice tap on my head and i took namaskar i was so elated and i didn't realize what i was doing i came and i started walking down the steps from the center of the stage all the others knew that they had to go from the side okay. and there was a lot of shushu and all that they were trying to catch my attention but swami from the stage said don't worry let him go from there <laughs> that's such a wonderful memory but what is more important is how swami immediately responds to your prayers and because he responds to your prayers immediately you get that faith that he's actually listening to your prayers and i've had couple of those experiences even later as a student that keeps me in good state because throughout your life you know that swami is there absolutely and as it said you know the proof of the pudding lies in the eating because you know yeah. you can teach a child prayer and say that prayer works correct but here was swami actually making it work and you know proving it to you see the beauty is everything is done with so much love and it's done so spontaneously you don't even realize that such a beautiful thing has happened yes i remember some students asking swami much later swami how to develop faith in you and this is one of my favorite things when i keep thinking of it mm-hmm. swami said you cannot develop faith in me they were taken aback swami said it's not that you can develop faith in me either you have faith or you don't have faith <laughs> so beautiful and swami often compares it to swimming Mm-hmm. he says you want the experience how will you get the experience unless if you stand alongside the swimming pool and say let me have the experience of swimming <laughs> and then i will plunge into the water no in a way thinking of it now it's like that because we didn't know who swami was our parents knew it 
and they put us in swami school so we took the plunge and because of that the sweetness the beauty and swami has touched our lives and changed it forever so mm-hmm. that first act of actually going into is something we should take in talking about faith that incident you said developing faith i remember on another occasion the students asked swami swami how do we develop unwavering faith mm-hmm. and the spontaneous answer was if it is wavering it's not faith it's not faith <laughs> <laughs> questions may be many but answer is one <laughs> there is no wavering faith and unwavering faith so it's not like on monday i'm having 20% faith <laughs> tuesday or thursday i'll have 50% faith it's not possible and swami says faith is faith that's right. it even as you were narrating of how swami proved that prayer works i'm reminded of a very beautiful incident which one of my juniors narrated and okay. I, i heard it when he narrated it in swami's presence in the cyclone hall i think he had come for birthday blessings or something on that day mm-hmm. which was a special privilege for the school and university Correct. students those days i think on that day swami had for some reason had gone earlier into the interview room so the usual opportunity the boys have of being blessed by swami was not there okay swami had gone off into the interview room and it looked like more likely that swami would come for bhajans and then go away this boy wanted to be blessed and a little boy second or third standard and on that morning mm-hmm. in his classes a teacher had told him that faith can move mountains okay. she was talking about that quotation and she said faith can move mountains mm-hmm. so he was sitting there with his birthday tray and wanting to be blessed and he said swami it seems faith can move mountains <laughs> okay if i have the faith that you will come and bless me mm-hmm. then you will definitely come and bless me so it almost became like a mantra for him so he kept on telling faith can move mountains faith wow. can move mountains faith mm. can move mountains some will come and bless me mm. for half an hour to one hour he went on doing mm. this and suddenly he found the interview room door opening uh-huh. and swami came came straight to him mm. stood in front of him and with a very beautiful smile swami said faith can move mountains wow and swami blessed him <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing but you know i had a similar experience okay for me it's really amazing because earlier you know after the darshan swami would take people for interview once the interview was done and once swami sent the people back from the interview room mm-hmm. swami would come and stand on the veranda and then he would just give a smile and then you would see that all of us would rush to him and there have been instances where swami is standing in the center of this entire pralaya i would say <laughs> and in those days there was sand so you know half the sand will come onto the veranda <laughs> and we would rush and sit there then swami would speak to us and in fact so i remember swami asking one boy swami where are you from italy Mm-hmm. Ah, Italy. What breakfast, Swami? <laughs> Idli. Oh, Idli is Italian egg. <laughs> Something like that. Some small chat. He would come to your Swami. My leg is paining. I said, Oh, really? Go to Chitravati. Put it there and come back. <laughs> Then, because you are having leg, your leg is paining. You leave that leg. <laughs> so you know he would. But on that day, we had actually come up to the veranda. Swami spoke a little bit to few in the front. I was in my third standard at the time. So I got a place where Swami's interview room window is right outside the interview room and there is a lotus in the base mm-hmm. and that is where generally the ladies would sit when Swami would call them for an interview. Okay. So I was seated there and I just looked at the interview room and the light was on inside. Mm-hmm. I said Swami um, if I'm sitting outside how am i to know what is inside <laughs> <laughs> i want to see how the interview room looks okay not even to see and speak to swami <laughs> at that time i was so curious to you know how the interview sure, room looks i can imagine that scene because sitting there you would see people being so happy 
to be exactly. invited into that room and exactly. coming out and glowing uh, as i remember it in primary school days it has happened on many occasions when we see somebody going in in a wheelchair and you know there was a step at that time there was no ramps uh, from the sand they would go up there was a ramp then they had to lift the wheelchair we would see them struggling to take the patient inside but when they would come out the person of course with a little bit of difficulty the person would walk but nevertheless he would walk <laughs> and uh, coming back to the story i was thinking what is in that interview room so i was praying for me I want to see what is inside that interview room and suddenly there was shh, and then swami came out from the interview room and he stood on the portico at the corner and he said prakash he called out <laughs> I said no this is not happening but it was actually happening okay and mine was the first name swami called mm-hmm. I was so thrilled and uh, third standard uh, third standard <laughs> and I was numb actually numb and then swami said come on so I went then swami called a few others i remember sai mukundan was one anuj mehta was one few others swami called and we went into the interview room and uh, i remember standing right next to swami's chair it had a beautiful peacock carving mm-hmm. on the right. head i was holding that peacock and seeing its beauty and swami put his hand on my hand that wow. scene just uh, stays in your mind and very beautifully swami spoke a couple of things and uh, swami asked me sing a bhajan i said manas bajare and soft 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 not so loud <laughs> and swami spoke to the others and then gave a nice pat on the cheek and then sent me away so that incident i mean the way he responds to you spontaneously he responds that's really amazing really and even as you're saying this you know reminded of a very sweet incident which one of my classmates narrated and okay. it happened to his sister okay i mean it's a very regular thing that swami comes and asks what breakfast you had correct correct so almost every thursday really swami yeah. used to be so particular this girl particularly hated noodles okay <laughs> okay in one particular day she was a little more hungry than usual mm-hmm. during breakfast time and she was waiting for the bell to go and have breakfast so the moment the bell was given she went running to the dining hall and to her utter shock she saw that <laughs> noodles was being served that day okay so she was so upset you know she was saying that you know she started crying and that anger mm. so she ran and hid herself in the bathroom last the door and she started crying mm-hmm. I said, "Swami, this is really cruel of you. I am so mm. hungry, and you know I hate noodles. And you know, in that anger, she just told Swami that if you really want us to eat, you come and eat it yourself. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. And she well knew that even mm. Swami was not very fond of noodles. <laughs> That's true. Because whenever Swami would ask, 'What's the breakfast?' and if he he has noodles, Swami would say, 'Ah, oh, worms, worms.' Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> I have witnessed that. He would say, 'Ah, oh, what is breakfast?' They said, 'Swami, noodles. Noodles means what?'" Uh, there okay. was one boy uh, from Darjeeling, one year senior to me. I remember that scene where he gets up and he says, "Swami, it will be long, Swami. It will be long. Long means how it will be." And he says, "Swami, thin it will be." Then Swami said, uh, "Like worms, it will be." He said, "Yes, Swami." So you had earthworms for breakfast. <laughs> exactly, Swami said, "Purglu." Ah, uh, purglu. You would say, and really, I think she had that idea that Swami okay. himself was not very fond of the idea of noodles. Okay. So she said, "If you really want us to have, you come and have it yourself." <laughs> she had hardly said it in her mind and she heard some commotion so she ran out of the bathroom and she saw that all the children were running towards the portico yeah that was an uh, regular feature right unannounced swami would suddenly come exactly the moment swami comes swami 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 and from wherever we are we would just run so you know that commotion and she heard everybody running so she also ran okay in the quadrangle swami was standing and the children and all the teachers mm mm-hmm. And Swami came, stood in the center, and Swami asked, "What is the breakfast today?" Mm. So then the warden auntie came and said, "Swami, it's noodles." Okay. And again, Puruglu, <laughs> okay, this kora choose tamu. Swami said, uh, you know? uh. "Let's see how it is." Mm. So immediately they got in a plate, a serving of the noodles, and Swami just took and had one spoon. Uh-huh. Okay, 
and in that crowd of a few hundred children uh-huh. Swami looked exactly at this girl and Swami said now all of you have oh and went back amazing amazing <laughs> and you know these are things they are small but you know they are as big as they are small exactly because you will never forget an incident like this and you know that swami knows every thought which is going through your mind and he may choose to respond to a few and to show you that you know he's but you know that every thought has reached him no that's the point because for all that we know he must have come all the way from mandir to the school <laughs> only for this little girl to what extent swami went Of course in his divine plan he will achieve so many things in that one act of his exactly. but for that girl it meant everything and nobody is too small in his scheme of nobody things nobody is too small i'm sure it must have been repeated a couple of times on radio sai but what i heard from people about what mr raman rao sir spoke mm-hmm. kind of gives a so totally new dimension when you think of swami mm-hmm. this must have been in late 50s or early 60s swami would actually go and distribute amrit to all the devotees right. why couldn't take this yeah on one of such occasions mm-hmm. swami was giving the amrit and there was quite a big crowd so swami's robe was actually wet with sweat and he was kind of looking quite exhausted and on normal days he would come out in the afternoon at 3 mm-hmm. but on that day they thought mr raman rao and another gentleman who were there they said i think swami would take a little more rest mm-hmm. and so they were waiting there but <laughs> at 3 o'clock swami opened the door and there he was absolutely brilliant and absolutely fresh ready to go for darshan so raman rao sir took the courage of telling swami morning you are so tired and swami why don't you take some more rest swami said chi then he said swami please swami after some time then swami said what about the devotees bhakta lochar kada swami said he said yes swami devotees have come they will wait even if you are about 5 minutes later they will wait swami said raman rao you have not understood anything and he was taken aback what is swami trying to say he said see they are not coming for my darshan i am going for their darshan <laughs> this was too much for him to digest and he was new to swami at that time and he said oh, swami this is too much then swami immediately as if a reflex to his thought mm-hmm. he looked at him sternly and asked you don't believe me mm-hmm. you don't believe me then swami said see when i say prema swarupalara when i say divyatma swarupalara i believe it i believe it and then say it it's not just for sake of saying so what i do is i see myself in everybody so because he sees himself in everybody when he's interacting with a primary school kid he sees himself there <laughs> and so there's a 100% attention and 100% synergy and you think that swami has taken an avatar only for your sake <laughs> because he relates one on one with every individual be it the prime minister or the president how you know narsimhurti sir would often say shankar dal sharma was a great devotee of swami right. when he was a president, president. i witnessed to one of those incidents mm-hmm. when um, he had come on a visit i was in my high secondary school at that time swami was in the veranda and <laughs> so he is the president of india mm-hmm. and swami said ah go jao go inside the interview room and his wife she is a first lady <laughs> swami told her also to go inside so they both were inside swami went to the door of the interview room peeped into the interview room ah idhar jagda karo both of you <laughs> both of you have your fights both of you have your fights <laughs> and he just closed the door and he was beaming you know so <laughs> exuberant and he was smiling he just closed the interview room door and he was looking at us and all of us were just burst into laughter but 
who can tell that to the president of this country <laughs> who can it is only swami because how beautifully he sinks with each one how beautifully he comes to each one's level and that synergy that he sees himself in each one that's the <laughs> ultimate i mean he says when i say that i mean it it's not that i simply say exactly in fact in one occasion swami is telling that because i believe in all that i say i believe in all that you say also mm. so swami said when you come to me and say swami i am your devotee i have surrendered to you my grace will come to you in full because i believe you completely Beautiful. but when you come to me you don't believe your own words so you don't believe my words correct when i tell you i will protect you at every moment of your life because mm. you don't stick to your words you mm. don't believe my words also very true so somebody said that is the problem with your <laughs> devotion <laughs> it is nothing to do with him see in my opinion one of the best definitions of god mm-hmm. is uh, what is said in telugu enta maatramu evvaru talachina anta maatrame neevu exactly you say to whatever level you can comprehend swami i mean nobody can comprehend him completely <laughs> so swami would often say you increase the size of your container God is always there he's always giving so to what level you can comprehend him he reveals only that much to you <laughs> to the munis and to the sages he reveals himself to a different level to a primary school kid he reveals himself at a different level but everything is based on love and it's all based on a divine intoxication and addiction i think exactly like you know little bit some reveals and then you're so enamored by it and you want more and more and more that and that's that the itself point. Yeah, lays that's your path towards him only with god i think this endless desire of wanting more and more i mean that is one desire we are allowed to have <laughs> i would say <laughs> if other desires are counterproductive that is one desire which you can really have right just talking about swami responding to thoughts it's a fact that swami is omnipresent omnipotent but those moments are so sweet when he wants to reveal to you that i'm always with you you know i'm reminded of one incident which one of our seniors once narrated to me mm-hmm. you know those days it used to be a practice when swami was sending off boys during vacations mm-hmm. swami would call them and give them instructions okay sometimes individual and personalized for each one so this boy was told that you know when you go home don't watch tv okay <laughs> okay very very strictly and sternly swami said don't watch tv mm-hmm. and for him it was not a problem because he didn't have a television that time you know this was in early 80s okay <laughs> there mm-hmm. was no television at home mm-hmm. and even the television of those days had very little programs, programs to you know distract a youngster correct i mean he said okay swami and he was a very sincere boy and he wanted to do something which would please swami and those days because swami used to interact so much mm-hmm. you had to be clean to come and face swami very true very true <laughs> you know you cannot do mm. something and you know you would cut a sorry figure of that, yourself in fact that would stop you from going <laughs> exactly mm. and you know so he said definitely some he gave his word i will not mm. watch tv and all that and after the vacation he spent at home he went to his brother's house for mm. a few days okay. and there they had a tv oh, okay uh. and he made sure that he never saw the tv till the end of the stay mm-hmm. and the day he was leaving the house mm-hmm. he was saying that he had picked up his luggage mm. and he was stepping out of the house when somebody switched on the tv oh, okay uh. and that sound distracted him you know suddenly mm. he just turned and he said oh the tv and he mm. walked up okay okay so he comes back and comes back to party <laughs> And that is how he comes to him and some he is very angry mm. some he said i told you and you went and saw tv oh my okay <laughs> and uh, this person was saying that you know when you follow swami very meticulously mm. you get a kind of ego and pride uh, that's true <laughs> he mm. was saying i was filled with that ego mm. he said no swami i mm. never digressed from your discipline mm. i did not see tv <laughs> he said no you saw tv i told you not to see and you saw tv oh. so he said no swami i mm. did not see tv mm-hmm. okay and then swami described that whole scene Wow. So he said okay second kuch usab kada you saw for that one second. <laughs> oh my god. 
and he was so surprised and then you no know, swami patted him and said mm. i know i'm very very happy with you i mm. wanted to show you that i'm with you every moment my god swami <laughs> if you had told me not to see tv <laughs> that's really but you know incidents like these where swami chooses to reveal his omnipresence see it's not always that he does that right there are many times when something's happen and you know it is swami and you know that otherwise it would have been humanly impossible but certain times he reveals and certain times he just keeps it silent one thing which always swami would look forward to is group activity mm-hmm. imagine the power of prayer of an individual doing his prayer there was one boy in my class mm-hmm. when we came up to the higher secondary like swami was not speaking to him okay. so he said swami till you speak to me i will not have food mm-hmm. there used to be one hanuman chalisa room I okay. remember there that later became the dietary services room okay. right next to the dining hall. Okay. So he was sitting there and then thinking and maybe chanting Hanuman Chalisa. Swami sent word from the mandir one boy sitting in the room <laughs> tell him to go and have food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean something like this is so sweet but Swami was there. But if one individual's prayer is so powerful what about community prayer what about a group prayer you know i'm sure that will have its own power and swami always say samastha loka sukhino bhavantu all of you come together and chant it the power of that prayer is so immense there are a couple of incidents which come to my mind mm-hmm. you know when we really prayed very hard okay as a group and swami is an ocean of compassion and how he responded You know this is something very beautiful that was in my 9th class just shifted to the high secondary school and swami was due to visit the hostel mm-hmm. and the hostel had about 450 or 500 students and the dining hall was quite small so all of them could not be accommodated for the morning suprabhatam mm-hmm. the dining sessions and all were done in batches so there was no problem it was very funny because you would hear two two bells <laughs> you would not know whether this bell is for the institute I mean, boys that itself was a very very unique setup you know where in fact swami was so proud of right, it from 8th standard yeah to phd research scholars so in the same hostel so proud of it he would say he would call vips and say see this boy is 8th class this boy is phd all of them are saying in same hostel but unfortunately for the morning suprabhatam we could not sit together in the dining hall because it was very small right. at that time and we had our own uh, puja room upstairs in mm-hmm. third floor one of the rooms living rooms okay. was modified into an altar and we would have our suprabhatam there eighth and ninth class boys when swami was actually visiting hostel we suddenly thought why not call swami to our puja room in the third floor <laughs> and this idea just came amongst us and then we said oh we should make it ready we should make the whole place ready we should clean up and all that and our teachers are always encouraging ramon sir venkatesh sir who are there the wing teachers at that time who are still there around who are still around and were still, still inspiring swami. that's really amazing so they said oh yes yes we should do that you know when you think of swami nobody thinks of practical <laughs> reality it is just that whole euphoria and that you know the wave of devotion and love for swami oh swami is going to turn three floors and come up and so we should decorate the entire path okay the entire staircase had to be decorated so we got all bougainvillea flowers <laughs> whatever creepers we could find and suddenly somebody came running and said you know i found something amazing so what is it we ran to the garden of the ishrama school okay. there are those metal arches, arches that okay. were there and we all went uprooted them from <laughs> uprooted them from there okay. and that gardener of the ishrama school must have got a shock the next day but <laughs> who cares we just took two of those arches came put them in fact i remember when swami actually came there to the first one mm-hmm. he said you want me to go inside that <laughs> so we put all our bougainvillea flowers this that 
and there was a lot of activity going on and suddenly we saw there were patches on the wall it was just chunnam paint right and he said hey how can we show this to swami we should repaint it so then there was a lot of activity somebody got don't worry i have brought paint and we all with cloth and with brush some had brush some had cloth with whatever we could we put our hands and started <laughs> painting the wall okay and after some time we realized it's kind of smelling funny <laughs> then uh, some senior boy came and said why are you putting bleaching powder on the wall <laughs> so <laughs> i mean we thought that was chundam and we started painting so again we scraped that and sani sir was the warden at that time okay. so he came and said see it's getting late don't strain yourself basically he was trying to tell us yes it's good devotion and uh, but you know when swami comes to the hostel you all have to be fresh so if you work late night how will you come this that he was trying to give his piece of but we said no sir we want to do it and then we went ahead and did chunnam again and all that and uh, swami came the next day and i remember that was shantanu dikshit's debut singing in front of swami okay. he sang very beautifully and swami is so happy then swami asked what do you want he was in 8th standard he was in 8th so he had just come to higher secondary school he told swami please come to our mandir swami our puja room <laughs> and uh, all the institute boys around were laughing because even during the inauguration of the hostel swami has not gone all the way up to the third floor <laughs> okay. so all of them were smiling and swami said i will come i will come swami patted him on his cheek so they said yeah swami will go in any form but you know the previous day in b floor there was one room which said Oh these boys are getting ready what if swami really comes okay. let us also keep our room ready immediately after the bhajan session they went into the dining hall and uh, swami told all the institute boys to sit inside they chatted brahmarpanam and like uh, you know we all were standing outside school children and looking at them and swami was inside the moment brahmarpanam was over and they started their food swami looked at us and said come on i will come <laughs> you won't believe the excitement boys running school boys 8th and 9th only right. so we had to run from the other staircase which was at the entrance of the hostel because this side we had decorated the entire path we don't want to <laughs> spoil that right. so boys were running from the other side and swami actually came all the way till the third floor and on his way to the third floor he as if by accident walked into the d floor room so i said where is the altar where are all the boys <laughs> and those boys were in the room they said swami this is b floor swami all are in c floor but he went to that room he blessed the boys in that room then came to the c floor so happy and he threw chocolates and signed on the photo with mm-hmm. love baba the photo which we were actually worshiping there and he actually sanctified the whole thing i mean the collective and combined activity how swami responds to it it's just amazing right as we were talking earlier it's so important you know that we claim to have faith in prayer but i think swami built that faith in prayer exactly i mean what amount of theory you read that uh, <laughs> god answered druva's prayers god answered prahlada's prayers we saw it happening of course we didn't have any here in kashpur so but we saw it happening another beautiful incident which comes to my mind <laughs> this is also again regarding prayer and how swami responds okay this was in our 11th class when the kulwant hall was being built right and you know swami was really in brindavan for a long stretch about 5 yeah. to 6 months so we were in absolutely helpless situation what can we do there is a construction going on and swami cannot come <laughs> and we just poured out our feelings in letters and sent it to swami in batches and batches finally we thought we should do something which will really catch swami's attention so <laughs> we planned out a scroll like thing okay and we took chart paper and cut it i was a part of the card room so we mm-hmm. were there in the genesis of the idea and <laughs> the execution of the idea because took a chart paper and folded it into half and then we attached portions of it going long so we made it a long scroll mm-hmm. 
and we told each boy to write one sentence of what he feels mm-hmm. expressing his love for swami and whatever he wants so each boy wrote one line and we made it into a long scroll and sent it to swami how many messages were there in yeah, that yeah <laughs> must have been 250 or 300 messages in one uh, scroll a long okay. scroll in fact when it went to swami swami asked for it to be brought specially to trai okay. in trai session and swami said open it mm-hmm. from the where place where swami was sitting on the jula it went all the way to the center hall uh, from the behind door not the front door okay. so the huge crawl and swami was telling the warden to read ha ah, read some more read some more read some more the teachers there were saying what is the use of swami sitting in vrindavan all the time is thinking of you guys in parthi <laughs> and swami was so loving and he was asking the engineers when can i come to parthi my boys are praying for me of course everybody is praying for him even then they were saying swami it just rained so you know we made a portion of construction and it got washed down and all that then we said this is going on endlessly let us pray that swami should come and so their teachers and the elders said let us chant continuous naam japam Okay. So Om Shri Sai Ram Om Shri Sai Ram was what was decided upon and uh, they kept a special room in the school mm-hmm. and special room in the hostel. Mm-hmm. So what would happen day and night we thought we will chant Om Shri Sai Ram. Our idea was to do it for 7 days. 7 days 7 days continuously. continuously. So when the batch would start in the school then the batch in the hostel would stop. So there is an overlap. Mm-hmm. and there is no time where it's not being chanted so it was divided into slots like how you have for mm-hmm. akanda bhajan right uh, one one class would go and do it at a particular time you won't believe it the second day or third day swami said i'm leaving to parthi <laughs> swami asked them is there not one room i can stay <laughs> one room i just need a single room and swami actually came and stayed for a couple of days in the green room the room behind the stage in punichandra in the green room swami stayed just to answer our prayers he came all the way then he almost like kind of coming and explaining to us that see it's not yet over and he blessed all of us and then again went back isn't it amazing I mean, really i'm just thinking of the teachers who were there then you know you couldn't have told those children anything the way swami proved it to them exactly you know, what what can we told in volumes exactly swami did it in a gesture living with god is true education i mean what more education you want like <laughs> this is education for life i mean it's not for a mere living as swami says it in so many things it's not just in devotion and prayer and mm. it is sincerity swami is telling us the power of unity very small incident while you were in primary school there was one of my classmates mm-hmm. who is a doctor now mm-hmm. he was sitting and reading a book in the darshan line okay darshan was going on and swami had just come out from the interview room and he was sitting and reading a book he didn't realize that swami had come out mm-hmm. and uh, swami made make way make way make way he would say and came straight up to where he was seated and even then he didn't realize boys were trying to kind of prompt him and say swami has come mm-hmm. but he was so engrossed in the book then swami tapped him on the head and swami said very good good concentration <laughs> <laughs> and that boy has become a doctor now but the way he responds the way he reacts i mean what else is education it is that learning the entire learning process and swami teaches in so many different ways i'm reminded of one thing happened to one of my seniors there were two boys sitting and one boy had uh, you know studied in the school and there was another boy who was a newcomer in the university you know he was going on asking this boy who was from the school like mm-hmm. what should i do that swami mm-hmm. should come and talk to me mm-hmm. so the other boy tried telling them see nobody can give you that you know mm-hmm. if swami chooses he will come and talk to you he tried mm-hmm. to tell him that but this boy is very persistent mm-hmm. no no you tell me what should i do 
you know you've been here you tell me what if i do some will come and speak to me i really want to know i want some to speak to me so it came to a situation where you know this boy just wanted to get this newcomer off his back literally okay so he said no no you close your eyes don't talk to anybody mm. chance i got 308 times mm. some will come and speak to you mm. so immediately this boy said you mean really it'll happen mm. are you sure mm. he said yeah yeah you try it out he'll work <laughs> okay so immediately this boy closed his eyes and very, very sincerely mm. 108 times he chanted gayatri when he finished the 108th gayatri mm. swami opened the door came in front of him and asked hey boy where are you from wow you can imagine what a lesson it is for the person who experienced it and the boy who actually told him, told him that <laughs> you know as a matter of trying to keep him occupied he just told him but it would have been a revelation even to him and um, see swami's teachings in this unique way is one aspect academically also you know swami's institutions are really well established but there's something very interesting which professor venkatraman was once narrating he and professor sampath were with swami okay and professor sampath was very happily telling swami swami this group from delhi had come mm-hmm. and they were saying this is the best institute this is the best school this is the best and they were very happy swami they said swami said aha okay okay then swami they said academic also they are very good sports mm-hmm. they are good every aspect they are very good swami was listening then swami looked at him vice chancellor have i told that <laughs> people may say but have i told that I mean, which other chancellor is available to his students 365 days in the year? And when Swami takes a so-called vacation to Kodaikanal, he takes the students <laughs> with him. Kodaikanal is all the more intense teaching. That is, really? as Swami says, nobody else is fit to wear this saffron robe. See, his entire life was a life of sacrifice. Exactly. And every moment he was teaching, every second he was teaching. That's the beauty. You know, if you're talking of a child, the nearest example of sacrifice for the child is a parent, yeah. the mother and the father. Mm-hmm. But here was Swami taking the place of the mother and father for so many children. You know, there's a very humorous incident that comes to my mind. Okay. See, my brother, when he was young, he was a little bit plump. Okay. And um, we would wear shorts at that time right. for darshan also. Mm-hmm. And invariably, he would come back with a torn pant. Okay. <laughs> and this was vacation time, about mm-hmm. Diwali, October time. And on one of those days, mm-hmm. my mother got a bit upset, and she said, "See, only Swami can handle you. <laughs> See, every day you come back with a torn pant. How am I going to manage?" And uh, he put a very sorry face, and then she said, "Okay, don't worry, Swami will take care." And that was the end of it. And that day was Diwali. Swami was very busily distributing all the fireworks, and that time we used to have the fireworks right in the mandir, right on the sand in front of the mandir. Beautiful, beautiful days. So suddenly, as if he had something very important, he almost rushed into the interview room, and <laughs> you won't believe it. He came out holding a okay. pair of shorts in his hand. and he brought it to the veranda and he is looking at everybody and with a beautiful smile he called my brother up okay and then he actually put it on to him and he was trying to see if it fits Measure him measuring fits. and my mother says from the veranda he gave a direct look at her mm-hmm. where she was seated in the public and she knew that swami is saying yes i am the one i will take care yeah when you just mentioned substituting a parent swami never substitutes anyone he is everybody for us this is a very humorous incident i'm reminded of a very very uh, touching incident which happened one of the students who already had a single parent you know mm-hmm. and the other parent suddenly fell sick and you know even the other parent passed away oh. swami knew the family very well and mm-hmm. swami had a special attention on that child 
so this news came to swami and swami had to break the news to the child okay. because that was the situation mm-hmm. in mandir swami called this girl who was studying in the primary school and for 15 minutes swami started telling her that you know see whatever happens to you i am the one who has to come to your rescue mm-hmm. now i am the one who is always going to take care of you mm-hmm. whatever you want you have to ask me i am your mother i am your father mm-hmm. okay your mother and father may not be next to you but i'll always be with you and for nearly 15 20 minutes swami you know went on in this manner establishing the fact in that child's mm. mind that you know i am your everything mm. and then swami said mm. see don't worry mm. your mother has passed away your father i don't know who it was mm. you know the way swami broke such a sad news to the child mm. literally right. swami took the place of that uh, really parent the way he comes down to everybody's level and the way he you know speaking of this i remember a very senior devotee i believe who had lost his son and his daughter in law in some accident okay when they had come to brindavan they were just weeping inconsolable I mean, uh, really what can you tell them and the moment swami opened the thrai door hey kab aaya and he took them inside for a couple of minutes maybe about 15 minutes and they come out beaming i mean who else can do that the way swami relates to each one is just amazing really beautiful and I mean dear listeners this is one primary school student here who is having such beautiful memories you can imagine thousands and thousands have passed out it's been 30 years Saiprakash 1981 and in fact Uti school is even earlier 1978 so i'm sure each one of these students will have their own lesson plans if you could put it that <laughs> lessons for life truly literally mm. and it's so beautiful and talking about this just takes us dearer to swami and you know reminded of what one of my seniors told me during one of the sports meet mm-hmm. they were performing some wave formation for the first time and swami had come to see the practice session mm-hmm. and swami saw that and swami was so excited mm. swami said ah waves mm. waves waves mm. one day you will all merge in me wow swami said <laughs> that's amazing and that's the beauty of swami you know nobody is too small to learn the biggest lessons of life amazing. and you know nobody's too old to mm. learn the simple and small lessons of life and as you said you know shankar dev sharma the former president he too was a student yeah with swami and all of us too are students of swami and i mean the way swami taught is so beautiful and i think it's a responsibility on our shoulders that we should share some of these incidents with students even now because they can relate to it because they are in the same environment in a way we would say that every action of ours was based on whether swami would be happy with this for the matter i tried to start learning harmonium on my own mm-hmm. swami acknowledged that he said who taught you harmonium you learned it on your own it's a very beautiful thing when i joined radio sai much later on one of those days swami was due to visit the hostel okay. high secondary school and i had gone there Mm-hmm. to uh, set up the camera mm-hmm. and just try out where swami would and very surprisingly on that day when swami actually visited he stood on the podium and spoke mm-hmm. <laughs> you know not the regular discourse table discourse he came table. to the podium and he spoke so that day i had gone there and swami came in the morning and he asked where is that boy he plays harmonium then uh, one of my colleague was there he told swami he has gone to set up in the higher secondary school then he told swami harmonium he plays now he is learning video camera mm-hmm. uh, he is shooting and then he is doing video editing all that he is learning swami and he is really picking up well that's what my colleague told swami mm-hmm. thinking that he is uh, <laughs> informing swami about what i was doing that was my job so i was doing mm-hmm. it then swami looked at him and with a smile he said he is not learning anything okay okay <laughs> so that boy was surprised and swami said see he is not learning anything but he is doing everything with love so automatically everything will turn out fine 
automatically everything will come out well i had just written it in some book of mine and when i saw that now when i think of it how powerful that message is we know students how they excel themselves how they perform things which even professionals can't think of in that period of time right. of course we can't really compare with professionals in any field beat sports beat music beat singing some of the singers that swami has blessed who are here even you know professional singers look up to them their voice is so sweet so amazing <laughs> and some of the stunts that are done here in our sports meet some of the dramatics enactment everything comes from the source i mean it's all from the source so swami says do it with love then automatically it will come out well that is long and short of the entire swami's education system like do everything with love and swami stood there as one who would reward you for that love right. so you automatically related to him and did everything offering to him now in his physical absence we would still continue to do the same and offer every act of ours to swami exactly he was the one who was teaching he was the one who was guiding and as you said he was the reward you know, exactly he, he yeah. placed himself as the final uh, like for sports meet reward. you know he is the host he is the guest he is the <laughs> inspiration he is the one to whom we are dedicating it it's amazing sir prakash it was indeed a pleasure having you here on the satsang and i'm sure all our listeners will have enjoyed lovely recollections we had of how swami taught us and there is much more maybe in the weeks to come we will have time to explore that dear listeners with this we bring this afternoon satsang to a close you know if you have comments and if you have enjoyed this program and if you have anything to point out to us so that we can make it better you can write to listener at radiosai.org so this is prem from team radio sai and with me sai prakash from team radio sai we offer our most loving pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet for giving us this opportunity and all the opportunities that he has given us Sairam you just heard an episode of a radio series afternoon satsang this is a live discussion between radio sai's prem and arvind on different spiritual topics and today's episode was first featured as part of radio sai's thursday live at 12:30 pm on april 11th 2013 you can mail us your comments and feedback to listener@radiosai.org thank you and sairam from prashanthi nilayam